everybody. How's it going? Hell Welcome. yeah. Welcome to SNN War. I'm Kim Pachi. That's Deontay the Giant. How are you doing today, Deontay? I'm doing well, man. I'm just enjoying my day and catching up on a lot of shows that I've been missing out on recently. Oh, yeah? Any of them you want to mention before we get into talking, or you want to just wait till we're in the show? Um, I can I can at least name them. I won't I won't I won't tell you like what I've seen and what I think about it just yet until after the show. But yeah, I, I've caught up on the four episodes of Metallic Rouge. Um, I believe there's like six or seven episodes of Tales of Wedding Rings that's out right now. Uh, Something but like I, that. I have not seen the other two just yet, but I'm caught up on everything else. And that's like a huge accomplishment for me. I, I got to ask, mm-hmm. did you get some free rent in there? That will be today. That's today. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I was wondering. I, 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 didn't know. I can't finish this week without free rent and uh, Dr. Stone. Those are my babies. And this took me forever to get caught up on them. Uh, uh, and I'm just going to say, hey, what's up? What's going uh, on, that, Billy Rhodes? Yeah, I was going to say, Billy, that's who it is. Yes, uh, sir. How's it going, Billy? Um, Ragnar Crimson. We're going to go over that next week. Uh, that's the only one on the list that you haven't watched any of. So you should at least watch the first episode of that so that you can, at bare minimum, you can talk shit about it while I tell everybody how it's a guilty pleasure of mine. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's uh, the best show that's out right now. I really dig the concept behind it, but uh, it's it, it's it's just I, I'm like I don't I, you know it's one of those that I don't think everyone's gonna like. But if you start watching, you get hooked into the show. Yeah. You ain't gonna stop. <laughs> that's how I feel about Tales of Wedding Rings, but that's probably a whole other reason why people won't like that show. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. Not everybody watches the uh, R-rated stuff. There, uh, it pushes yeah, boundaries. It pushes boundaries in in both American culture and Japanese culture. So I'm like, whew, whew. Uh, when you say pushes boundaries, uh, oh man, I'll tell you what. Let's just go ahead and uh, switch them around and make it first, because I want to hear you say pushes boundaries. What do you mean? Oh, it pushes it. Ah, ah, ah. I'll, I'll save that for once we like restat. So you want to do that one last? I I was going to, but now I'm intrigued. So oh. I'm saying let's switch it and rouge around, and uh, we'll just end with metallic rouge. You go ahead and tell me what is it that you think? What what what? I because I really don't see where it's like busting those norms, but I want to hear what you have to say about it. I absolutely will. Uh, would you would you like to uh, hit the theme song? Uh, real fast, man. I'm so into the anime. I almost <laughs> forgot. Please, please give oh, me the jams. All righty. Well, without further ado, let's start the show.
Hey, hey, we're we back. back. Yeah. yeah, I know, man. <laughs> yeah. hey, I, I, I'm, I'm looking for a theme song for war now, so uh, it's going to be a shame when we go to war. I'm going to have to get that jam on a on an MP3 and add it to my playlist. Yeah, <laughs> I need to do that, too. I'm like, man, how do I not have this on my playlist yet? Right. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm I'm pretty sure the war theme song that you had coming up after this is going to be just as fire. So, I I, I hope so. I'm, I'm yeah. pretty sure. I trust my boy, uh, Josh Lynn is going to hook me up with something. So I am uh, just yeah. anxiously awaiting it. That I mean, just ah, on the edge of my seat. Please, <laughs> please. <laughs> yeah. But, so um, now, without further ado. Let's get into it. What do you, what are these norms that Tales of Wedding Rings breaking that you're talking about? Well, I wouldn't say uh, breaking these norms. I would say pushing the boundaries for sure. Uh, okay, pushing the boundaries. So for anybody that don't know of the anime series we're referring to is a brand new series that just came out in January. Uh, it's called Tales of Weddings Ring Wedding Rings. And you can watch this on Crunchyroll. I'm not sure about the other streaming services you can catch that on, but definitely Crunchyroll. And I believe if if I'm correct, uh, there is an uncensored version on high dive that, that people can go watch. I know there's an uncensored version out there. Yeah, I believe it was high dive. That was talking about it, yes. Yeah, I don't uh, know if yeah, I don't know if it was this one that was uncensored on high dive or chain soldier that we that we're referring to. Maybe both. Yeah, and you know what? No, it was it was chain soldier. It was chain soldier and that uh that magic girl one where yeah, we're not gonna talk about that. I, yeah, <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> But yeah, uh, I watched an episode and peeked in on it a minute. Hey, what's going, Raiden Hayes? What's going on, Trent? Man, Stop, thank you, thank you for tuning in and stopping by, Brody. Uh, but yeah, uh, I don't remember if it was high dive. May not have it. I don't remember. Uh, I have, you know, I pay for streaming services, but as you know. I watch everything on a pirate site because it has it all in one place for me. So uh, I didn't, I didn't even go look other than I saw it on Crunchyroll. And uh, to be honest, my normal site that I watch on GoGo Anime doesn't even have it listed as uncensored, and it is uncensored. So because I went to another site that had them separated, and the censored one definitely was much more censored than the uncensored one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I else mean. to say it. <laughs> like even the uncensored one has its boundaries. Like it doesn't, yeah. you know, it, it's not hentai. I will say that it is not hentai. Definitely but, not uh, hentai. But no. And you know what else is that, you know, the, the, the norms that it does smash is that you don't have when whenever you have uh, some 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 titties in a show, 
that all of a sudden that means that you lost everything else interesting about it. Like all of a sudden, the only interesting thing that can be in the show is the titties. I mean, and don't get me wrong. We men and even a bunch of women that they're going to go for the titties and that's fine. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying don't go for that. Uh, I mean, you do have to remember we got some elf girls in it and some cat girls in it. So, you know, don't discriminate. Don't discriminate, man. I mean, all everybody. Titties, all titties are created equal. Exactly. Yeah, I know everybody in the comment section was probably watching Naruto at some point and kind of stared a little bit too long at Tsunade when she first appeared. So we that, that's how we got introduced to her and then a couple other uh, very famous characters that we know of. So it's just like Tales of Radium Greens, the titty edge is not that different from any other anime. Yeah, no, no. Uh, and to be honest, it, the the fan service isn't really as heavy as some for like like the panty shots, you know, the upskirt shots and stuff like that. The stuff that I feel is kind of like, you know, violating these women in a way. Yeah, it doesn't do a lot of that. Or like in um, what's the one High School of the Dead. When he lays down across the girl and uses her boobs to help him steady the gun, is like pow, pow, and it just—I'm like, Jeez, yeah, man. this Oof. is unnecessary. I mean, it's funny, but yeah. it—you know—it this one doesn't have a lot of that. There is—it's like once an episode you'll have an awkward situation, and or you know the the right situation and people end up naked in it. I yeah. think at one point it was over vomit. So, you know, there's, it's, it's not singly out for sex. It's just that it happens. Uh, yeah. So really, none of the characters have had sex yet. None of them. Oh, absolutely. And the funny thing is that two of them are obviously in love. Uh, Sato and Hime. Yeah. And, they didn't even let each other know until like right at the beginning of the series. And they're like, well, well, I love you. And well, well, I love you too. And it's like, y'all are just now figuring it out. Everybody else have been knowing since the first episode. <laughs> yeah. They just made it like the, oh, it, they made their situation a whole lot more awkward than it needed to be. It's, but you kind of see their innocence. Uh, still, and I I, I, I kind of appreciated that a little bit. It was like, yeah, he, the the guy's like a genuinely good guy, and he's like innocent as hell. So he's these guys got to be like what 17, 18 year old characters. I well, believe. yeah, they were. Uh, I'm pretty sure it says they were seventeen in the show. Uh, I mean, they were in high school. Yeah, they're definitely so, in high school, and you know, none of them had graduated yet. So that's where they're at and what they're doing until they jump into an, another world. So that's kind of funny. Yeah. I, I hate <laughs> to sound completely unhinged, but uh, in the history of, of watching hentai, which I know everybody's done at least once um, there, there's characters that there's characters that are definitely like 16 and under in, in certain sex scenes. It's just like, I don't even go looking for it, but you, if you, 
go through the right uh, channels on on the black web or whatever, you'll you'll see something. Uh, everybody's had that curious teenager phase, and it's just like, "Ukaki, what does this mean?" or something like that. And I, I can my mine is that when I was married, uh, my ex and I decided to go out and you know rent a couple. We at the time there wasn't the internet like there is today. I mean, it was there, but it wasn't like it is today. Uh, and so we went and rented a couple and we couldn't read anything on them. We just looked at a couple of pictures on it. We're like, okay. Yes. And I'm going to be honest with you. Both of them were ape videos and yeah. with, you know, ape, but with an R at the beginning. Oh, oh. And we were like, watched him into a few minutes. And we're like, well, actually, the one wasn't, but it ended up being that by the end. Uh, the other one was just straight up that. And we watched into like, like a couple minutes of it because, you know, obviously it didn't just start out with that. It was kind of trying to have a story. And then when it went there, we were like, all right, turn this one off, put that back in the case. Yeah. And I'm like, and and to be honest, I've never really went back to hentai again. I love anime, but yeah. uh, that kind of shooed me off. The other one, uh, and I, I cannot say this any other way, it had a masturbation sperm demon in it. And I, I'm not going to go into explaining that. If you can't Ooh. get that from the name, then <laughs> and and by the end, we didn't watch it till the very end. But by the end of where we turned it off, it was like, wow, yeah. <laughs> that one went into the, yeah. like such bad picks we made. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, we're never doing that again. <laughs> yeah, the least I, I won't. I won't necessarily well on a personal level I, I won't judge like etchy anime at all um I, I i was watching I'll, I'll be at first to admit that i watched redo of healer a few too many times and <laughs> and it was for research purposes and and a little bit of sto good storytelling because i will give it that much i will give it that much there was some scenes that like they didn't even push boundaries they just ran their whole fucking foot over it so yeah, they didn't have any boundaries in that there, anime. It was, was the yeah, I agree with you completely. It was really it's hard to watch at points, even though most of the rough scenes are barely a minute long, yeah. they're a minute too long at points. Mm -hmm. Uh, there were other parts that were really cool and like the power that he has in it and all that. Uh I pushed through it, but there were definitely uncomfortable parts in that that I watched. And I, and I will probably watch a second season to see where he goes. But uh, I imagine I will go through some spots that are uncomfortable in it again. Because yeah. uh, the, the ape with the R at the beginning of it is kind of an ongoing thing in that. Yeah. And uh, that just is not, it's not something that I like. Yeah, I don't. See I, I don't that know shit how to out. say it. Like, yeah, I don't no, see that no. shit out at all. No, and it comes out of nowhere. You feel like it, because, but the way that they treated him, it's almost like 
the revenge of it, you feel like, you know, no, you're not justified, but at the same time, you know, it's like you're going to jail for a long time over this. And he but knows it. No, other people are going to be like, but I kind of understand why you went ahead and did it, even though, you know, nobody else ever would probably do that. Well, I mean, I guess I can't say that. There's a lot of people in jail for it, but yeah, uh, it, it just, wow. Yeah, that show, Redo a Healer especially. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he is that on a path is... of straight up fucking revenge. That That's all you need to know. Um, you watch episode but, one and it doesn't float your boat, turn that shit off immediately because it just gets worse up, up until like episode 13 or 14, so. But Tales of Wedding Rings isn't anything like that. Nothing, Nothing like, like that. that. Nowhere close. It's actually the total opposite of Redo a Healer. Right, right. I was, uh, I, I kind of called it when we heard the story from Sinan, Sinandri, the elder elf. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, when she was telling the story, I'm like, that's God. alabaster. That's yeah, alabaster. That's, that's definitely alabaster. About. And then at dog. the end, of it, you're like, he's like, yeah, I don't know what y'all are talking about. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Walking yeah. away, a big dog. Like, Let's change the subject. <laughs> Just like, wait a minute, wait a minute, old timer. I'm proud of you. What? They don't call me the great sage for nothing. Yeah. And by the way, sage. Is uh, you know just a scrunched together word for sex age. I'm the great sex age. Yes. That's me right now. <laughs> God, his powers is is on a whole nother level, man. There's the Ring King, which is the main character who's supposed to be this in game powerful good guy, but then you got Alabaster in a sack. <laughs> yeah, I guess we should explain a little bit about what it's about before we get any more into it. Uh, we've talked about it a bunch. Maybe we just made you where you can't stand and not go watch it. But uh, yeah, let me get to my spot here. I'll, I'll do the cute visual real fast. Oh, there it is. All righty. And what you got there in the center is Sato. Then to his left, that's Hime. And Hime is the human light princess. Uh, well, here, I'll go through all of them that I got down here. Sato, he's the human ring king from a world like our own. Uh, he's in love with Hime. Their childhood friends uh, grew up together. And uh, when her grandfather decides to take her back to her world, he just he's like, man, I love that girl, and jumps through the portal after her and get mi gets mixed up in a whole heap of shit. Yeah. Uh, I found it amusing that, uh, yeah, and, and, and here, he may, she's in love with Sato and gives him her ring, it, which is the ring of light, instead of the guy who's been training all his life for it. His name's Mars. Uh, yeah. That I found that hilarious. Like this other guy, he's been training his whole life. He's like standing there, all decked out, ready to marry her. Got this gleaming sword. He's the prince of a whole empire. And he's like, That's right. I'm the prince. Prince yeah. Charming, that is. Well, and, <laughs> and 
Sato jumps through and Hime's like, mm, you ain't nothing. And jumps at Sato. And He's like, hold up, that's my girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it it's cool how Mars was kind of okay with it. Like, he doesn't. Yeah, he was so laid back, man. It was insane. The way and he's just been giving Sato advice the entire first season. He, he's just Teach like him a how big to rogue. fight with a sword. Yeah, right, right. He he's like, he's like, you know what? I don't want to be the main character. I want to be like your right hand man. I want to be your wingman. That's what I want to be. Like when when you're going out, I'm gonna be there with you, dog. Yeah. <laughs> he, he is what he is. He is like my top five, maybe even top two characters out of this series. Really? Um, That's cool. I like Mars more than I do Sato. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. And Sato's uh, Sato has his brownie points for sure. It, it, he got a ton of shining moments in the series where you find out that he's just a genuinely really good guy. And, and all of, so the women in this key visual are all his five wives. So he's going to be married about five, four to five, no, five to six times, depending on uh, how the story goes, <coughs> each of the rings that he has on his fingers. Uh, so he's going to be married to all these women and he is going to earn their marriage. It isn't going to be like a arranged marriage or some crazy shit like that. All of the all of his wives are going to fall in love with him in their own way, shape or form. Uh, so, so where he's at now, uh, Hime, who we talked about earlier, is his first wife. Uh, she gave him the Ring of Light. His second wife is the elf girl. Uh, Nefertitis. Nefertitis. And she Nefritz. has the ring. Nefritis? Nefritis? Yeah, Nefritis. Yeah. And she has the, wind, the Ring of Wind. And all Sato needs is the remaining three. So those first two wives that he got, they, they're princesses of their own nation, and they are responsible for these rings. Because every... Now, it is like their duty to marry the ring king because the ring king needs all of the power of the rings. So it is supposed to be arranged marriages. Yeah. But as with any marriage, problems come along with it. I'm not saying somebody shouldn't get married. I'm just saying that when you do, you take on another person. That person has problems of your, their own. So that means now, as becoming one with that person, you have twice as many problems. Yeah. And Sato, Sato's getting married four, five times. So that's going to be like six times as many problems as he had before. Woo. So, yeah. Uh, by the way, you uh, left out the... Hime is the one in the picture. Uh, you got Hime to the left, and then Nefrit's to the left of Hime. Now, there's also, we've met, if you look above uh, Sato's right shoulder, you see the one that I've been waiting for. Yeah, Her name is Grenart. Uh, she's a cat-eared, bronze-skinned girl, and the princess of the traveling country of Need need to Kita. And she holds the ring of fire. Without a doubt, the hottest of his wives. Yeah, uh, absolutely. In researching for the show a little <laughs> bit, I, I, I learned that 
eventually, uh, which is what happens, happened with all of them, the uh, Shadow King or Dark King or, you know, the whatever the hell it is. Yeah, uh, the Abyss King. Yeah, the, the King of the Abyss, whatever it is. He attacks and Sato fights off some of their warriors. Uh, and even though he couldn't best, excuse me, her in combat, she's very impressed by the way he fights the King of the Abyss and uh, falls in love with him and decides to marry him after that. Yeah. Uh, Sato literally earns his love from all his wives, his future wives, because every other episode he meets the he meets the new princess. He gets to know her. And then if things go well between them, they go on with the marriage. And so far, he's met up to three three of these women, three out of five. Uh, he met Hime, known her his whole life. Uh, they've been in love with each other from the very jump. Uh, so sorry about the romantic ushy-gushy part, but uh, I, I tell you, it, it gets better, as I explained. Uh, but yeah, so Hime loved him on her own, had no issues with marrying him at all. Uh, Nefrit is his second wife, this, the elf girl that he met in like the third or fourth episode. She, in her own way, fell in love with Sato too. She had she was sheltered, and uh, both her parents were turned to stone. So she was just kind of like this kid that dreamed of going out and see the world, but her older brother wouldn't allow it to happen. And Sato helped her heal through that process. So it's like, what the Hell kind of character is Sato. <laughs> you know what though? I I Sato is extremely smart in the ways of love. He plays it off like he doesn't know what's going on. But do you notice the way that he babies Nefrits to make Hime jealous? Keeps her wrapped around his finger, man. She does whatever he wants. He's like, oh. I think I need a massage. <laughs> uh, and you don't want me to ask Nefrits, I know, so you'll give me one, right? And she's like, yeah! Giving him massages. Where else do you want me to rub? <laughs> their situation is funny as hell. Uh, Sato, I'm not sure if he do, does a lot of half his stuff he does on purpose, but there's some moments where it's just like, damn, dude, are you, you really that much of a virgin? And it's just like, he, he's pure-hearted, but he also has some pervy ways to him. I, 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 if, if you could even put those two in the same uh, description for a character. This dude, from one minute, he can go to encouraging you to go chase your dreams, and he, I won't sleep with you if you're not if you're not ready and stuff like that, to another minute would just be like, hey, I he may told me to rest my head on her lap so now I can look up and see some titties and I'm going to tell her that I can see the titties. And it's just like, Sato, what the hell kind of character are you, man? It's, it's, I, he, he reminds me of a real-life human teenage boy. He I, is life-wreckingly honest. Yeah. Because he's like... I know it's going to make you hate me, but when you bent over a minute ago, I saw your panties and you got a little poop stain in there. And they're like, fuck you, dude. Like, Why did you tell me that? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of crazy shit that I let slide while watching this anime. But there were some scenes where when I the first time they did an upskirt of Hime, I was like, man, what the? Mm, 
what the hell, man? It, uh, and because I, I was like, first thing that clicked in my mind was like, man, that was kind of unnecessary. She's a high school student, bro. Like you know, you know what demographic is watching this goddamn anime, and it's and they do it anyway when they write these stories. But it, man, you're never gonna get fan service out of it completely. Right, it's, it's just something that they do in anime. I don't know why they feel like it's necessary because it does not add to ninety nine percent of the stories. There's that one percent of stories that. It adds something to. I think High School of the Dead is the perfect example. Like yeah. it broke, it kept it from being uh, too serious with a bunch of high school kids running from zombies. You know. Yeah. Uh, so I, you know, but at the same time, a lot of them it just doesn't work. Yeah. And you always hear me talk about High School of the Dead and the amount of fan service that was in it because, like. It might be a record. I think like there's like eighty five percent of the anime is fan service, and I and I mean it's too much, too much, you know? Right. <laughs> I, I've seen debates online where people are just like they can't really tell if it's hentai or not. Like it just barely, like you're this close to being considered a hentai because it's it, it's just so risky to watch. All right. I'm gonna just I'll, I'll just I'll just jump out right now. There's I in none of them, even like I said, I I wanted to see if there was a difference between the uncensored versions and the other stuff, and I've not seen like any uh, there. There's boobs in it, but there's nothing else in it. There's not even and and we were talking about it. Nobody's even had sex in it. In high school, of the dead. No, 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 no. And I thought we would talk we're talking about tales of wedding rings. Oh no, yeah. no, I was referring to high school of the dead. Uh no, they didn't have sex. I mean, they 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 got naked in episode six when the girls took the bath because I, I remember because it's the episode that I skipped, because there is absolutely nothing in it that moves the story forward at all. And I'm just like you do. <laughs> if you haven't watched it, you should. It, it, it's wild, man. That it's the wilder adult side of anime. If you guys aren't aren't uh, used to the world of animated freaky shit, <laughs> man, I'm gonna tell you, I watched that so long ago. It was around the time that uh, I started watching The Walking Dead, and I I got like really on a zombie kick. And so I went looking for zombie anime to watch, and I was like, "Oh, this high school of the dead." I mean, that's gotta be good anime, right? Right. It <laughs> it is. It is, and I mean, <laughs> like, there's really cool stuff in it. It's got amazing animation. Uh, like the parts that aren't fan service are very well the stories told there's character development throughout it i don't remember his name but his little partner that ends up building the badass nail gun you know like is yeah but uh yeah there is and and there and the funny thing is is there's no titties that you see in high school of the dead there's no nakedness at all in it but it is so much fan service. I'm talking about the episode where they're in the bath 
it's been a long time. But the one thing that I remembered about it was that they were, they, they had them just covered with soap on the bits. So I was like, that's about as close to naked as you can get. But I mean, again, you got like, what is it? Three or four girls in there. <laughs> right, Billy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like it all. I, that's why I watch the stuff that's uncensored is because, you know, it, it, it's fun to see them get silly with it or, you know, see if somebody makes them hot. I had no idea that, you know, dark skin elf women had green nipples. I was interested to see that green nipples would be a different one for me. I don't yeah. I mean. I'm not talking about Tales of Wedding Ring, right? Yeah, yeah, Tales of Wedding Ring. Like we said, there's no nipples in, you don't see a single nipple in uh, High School of the Dead. Lots and lots of covered titties, and they're drawn to be (laughs) incredibly sexy all the time. Like, how does someone fall sexy? Watch High School of the Dead. How does someone get their face bitten off and still look hot? Watch High School of the Dead. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just, God, man. It, Tales of the Wedding Ring, or Tales of Wedding Rings is not even half of that. But you, you do get somewhat frontal, full frontal nudity in uh, Tales of the Wedding Ring. I did leave that out and had to sneak that in. <laughs> but uh, Tales of Wedding yeah, I, Ring. I didn't see full frontal nudity. I didn't see girl bits. Did we ever? Watch the Crunchyroll version. Crunchyroll is uncensored. That that's what well, I've I I've watched an uncensored one. I watched the version where uh, their tops, uh, you know, their boobs are covered by like cloudy whites, like, and then that that's what they have over their bottoms as well. In it. But I'm gonna have to go look and see. But you say clouds? I didn't think, yeah, it looks like clouds. It's like okay. it's just white. Like there's nothing there. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's um, just whited out <laughs> completely. You, but, watch, uh, it, watch it on Crunchyroll. Everything is everything. You see it all. And, <laughs> and even where we are at right now, we're up to like episode seven or eight. Nobody has had sex. The Sato is just like, I'm going to wait until you're ready. And he just, he keeps sweet talking to girls and saying shit that just like you're supposed to say. And, and, and everybody's just on board with him just having these close calls with these naked wives of his. And it's just like, bro. His balls are going to explode. They are. They definitely <laughs> are. And it, he hadn't even gotten all five of his wives yet, which is crazy. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Uh, Saphir and Amber appear to be the names of the two future wives I, uh, that we haven't met yet. Oh. I know one of them is supposed to be from like the land of the dragons. That's where they get the ring of water from. And I think that's the one with the horns. She, I, I, I like her. I like her. Yeah. She's pretty cute too. Yeah. The one from the ring of fire, like the one you mentioned, uh, Gennard, she's hot as well. Um, it's, it's hard for me to pick a favorite out of all of them, but they all come with their own personalities. They have their own, chemistry with Sato and it's genuine so it's not like you watching like some kind of abusive form of porn uh this is like if they if they ever do anything in this show 
it's, it's because Sato had to earn that shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, um, let's see. Yeah, that was the only other note that I had was that. Hey, Eric, how's it going on? What's going on, EJ? And we understand people got to eat, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's probably what I'm going to do right after this. And then I'm just going to crack crack on that uh, free run beyond journey journey's end. Or I think that's how the full name goes. But Yep, journey's end. And have some pizza and free run tonight. All right, let's move on to the next one. I think that's. Did you have anything else that you wanted to say about Tales of Wedding Rings? That's all I got. Great series. We talked about titties more than anything else there, I think. We sure so, did. <laughs> uh, yeah. If, that, if you have Crunchyroll and you're in the mood to seeing, seeing a little something, something that, that's your show, Tales of Wedding Rings. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, we're going to move on to the next show. Uh, we're going to do uh, Sengoku Yoku next. Uh, I've been watching it. I know that uh, Deontay has not, but that's all right. You can catch up. Uh, something kind of cool about it. It's a Japanese manga series. It's written and illustrated by Satoshi Mizukami. Uh, it was serialized from uh, December 2017 to 2014 in comic blade monthly and then went on to be a web manga for another two years till 2016 uh in the story the world's divided into two factions you've got humans and monsters called katawara uh despite being a katawara tama loves humans and vows to protect them from evil even if it means fighting her own kind uh she's a short blonde haired uh little fox demon uh, she's the one that's up there at the top in the middle, kind of. Uh, well, just a touch to the right. Yeah, with like the orange kimono on. Yeah, and the red yeah. sash around it. Uh, her opposite is her brother, Jinka, who actually, uh, he's pictured, but not really there. Uh, Jinka hates humans, despite mostly being one. And they say mostly because uh, Jinka has the power to... Uh, he basically siphons off the power of a Katawara into himself temporarily uh, and gains more power. And actually, he is the one, when he's got the Katawara power, he's got the white hair, and those are his four tails behind him. Holy cow. You see the four tails coming out behind them all there? Uh, well, the four white furry things. <laughs> yeah, he's basically like a, a white furred Karama. Or he's a Karama Inuyasha is what I've heard a lot of people compare him to. Oh, uh, he looks uh, very similar to Inuyasha, uh, just a little bit. Obviously, looks like a cat demon or a fox demon because he's siphoning off a of fox demon's power. Uh, he was trained by. And I don't remember the name and I don't have it written down, but a uh, very strong uh, individual that had perfected this technique of siphoning him off. His technique is still not perfected, which is why he can only do it for a certain amount of time and then he loses his ability. Uh, 
there's I, they, they they are blood siblings, but they are brother and sister in every sense of the world, sense of the word. Uh, the siblings are joined by a cowardly swordsman named Shinsuke who wants to learn how to become strong and a former Katawaras or a former slave who was used in experiments and given some power of Katawaras. Her name's Shakugan. Uh, she, after they rescued her, uh, she travels with Jinka and Tama now. Um, she she's in this picture. Uh, she is the one in the red, with the she's got the red hair and the red kimono, basically right underneath Tama. Nice. And then Shinsuke is the guy down at the bottom with the sword. He looks like he's really angry, but what he's actually doing is trying to distract you so he can run away and hide. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, let's see, Jinka, I've got mostly human man who hates humans, and he has an ability to use some of pow Tama's powers to battle other Katawara and powerful humans. I, he is hilariously cynical, but at the same time does have a, a big heart when it comes to uh, children and powerless people. Uh, slaves and you know things like that, uh, which is really almost the complete opposite of his sister Tama. Uh, Tama is a Katawara that loves humans. Her and Jinka travel around and fight evil evil Katawara. Instead of money, she asks the villagers to be kind to travelers and to give them something and not expect anything in return, and to ask them in return to pay that kindness forward themselves. Even if it's only one time that they do it, do that this once for me to get rid of this uh, Katawara problem. Uh, she tells people all the time that she's trying to make the world more kind, and she calls her and Jinka the siblings for world reformation. It's, she is so heartwarming and endearing, whereas Jinka, you want to slap the shit out of him about half of the time uh, until he gets pushed to that point. Uh, it's obvious that he doesn't like bullies and in particular human bullies. Mm. Uh, very, very, very set against it. Uh I feel like the animation it is not like super stellar, uh, but once it gets to some battle scenes, they definitely have some Sakugan going on, and it gets. I think that's. I think I said that word right. Forgive me if I said it wrong, but just enhanced uh, animation when they get to the fight scenes, it gets a lot more uh, intense and a lot more detailed and. Uh, just intense yeah. and detailed. Yeah, I, I drew a blank. I was thinking for another word and it went away. <laughs> um, it says that when the group uncovers a plot to experiment on humans and transform them into monsters, they vow to defeat whoever is behind it, even if it means battling an entire army of warriors. The people they meet, places they see, and creatures they battle 
will be legendary. So, like I said, I uh, I have a lot. I, I enjoy watching it. I uh, don't think that everyone does not have top tier animation through every scene, so people can try and pick it apart all they want. I find the story to be interesting, and I will definitely be keeping on this one. So, you're current on the episodes too. Yes, yes, I am. I. Five or six, I believe, is where it's at. I'd have to look and see. But, uh, it's airing on Crunchyroll. So you can watch it on Crunchyroll. Uh, or go go anime. Hey, hey. Or I should say <laughs> R. <laughs> R. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I'm going to be, did you have anything you wanted to ask or say about it? Uh, that's all I have for it. All right. Well, then I'm going to go ahead. We spent a lot of time on Tales of Wedding Ring, so I'm going to go ahead and move right into The Witch and the Beast. Oh. Uh, because, honestly, it has grown from me not knowing anything about it into being one of the best anime I'm watching this season. Uh, the animation is top tier all the way through it. The fight oh. scenes are intense. Uh, I, I There's I, as best I can tell, there's not a lot of rhyme or reason to the magic system in it. It's kind of like they know what they're doing and they've trained, and so it works for them. Uh, uh, this is, um, and then to give you a little bit about it, it's a manga turned anime. Uh, Witch of the Beast is a story centered on Ashaf, a tall, quietly spoken man, and his partner, Guido who has the appearance of a girl, but whose masked and powerful alter ego is contained within a coffin strapped to Ashaf's back. Now, I'll just jump real quick in the middle of this and say that that is the two characters that you have in the image in front of you. Ashaf up there, and you can see the coffin on his back that he's carrying around. And then that's Godot there. Godot, uh, let me finish this. It's their task by the order of magical resonance to bring rogue winches to account as they travel the country seeking a particular witch who poses a grave threat to society. Uh, the grave threat to society, I don't, they have not revealed that or what it is at all yet. Uh, what we do know is that this witch they're looking for is the one that put the curse on Guido. Uh, Guido is looks like a girl, but was originally a man whose appearance was changed by a witch's curse. She joined the Order of Magical Red Residence to find the witch and lift the curse, and very reluctantly travels with the Shaf, helping him solve cases involving magic. Uh, so she has the all an alter ego of a huge, powerful masked man, which can be released by Ashef when necessary. Uh, that's all I have down. Or, uh, and then Ashaf, a tall, quietly spoken, chain smoking man with a coffin strapped to his back. Uh, he's partnered with Guido and they travel around solving mysteries involving magic for the order. So that's really all the, the, the background and stuff for them that you need. The one thing I will say is that, uh, we've only seen him use. Uh, the coffin on his back once 
And what happens is, is that there is only there, there in the world when which witches curses, everyone knows that there's two ways to break a witch's curse. You have to uh, get that. You have to talk to the witch and willingly get them to undo their curse, or you have to uh, kiss the witch, oh. and that gets them to break their curse. There's a, and I'm yeah I'm gonna say that maybe there's another maybe one of them is killing them, but what they do is that they maybe there's one that nobody knows about, but the kissing the witch, uh, it doesn't break when he kisses the witch that doesn't that isn't the one that broke the that uh, put the curse on, it breaks the curse temporarily. Mm. So he the witches that he's fighting, he tries to get close to, kisses them to see if they're the witch, and then that releases the guy in the coffin. Uh, the guy in the coffin is like, from what I saw, he's like Superman strength strong, impervious to magic, uh, and completely and utterly insane. Uh, he oh. just runs to destroy things uh is the way it looked to me so uh it's really cool uh ashaf uses crows in his magic uh that's why there's all them crows behind it and i don't know i just gido is like his sword that goes out and slashes at them whereas he is more of support and distraction. He uses the crows to distract him. Now that's not to say that he can't be strong, uh, but he definitely, like Godot is more of the head-on punch-you-in-the-face fighter, whereas Ashaf is uh, the I'm guy that's going to stand back. And, he, and he's calculating. He's thinking the whole time, trying to figure out uh, what to do next. So... Yeah, he's trying uh, to figure. He, he's got uh, at least a very high battle IQ. Very mm -hmm. much so. Yeah, that's awesome. I might have to check this out. I, just looking at this key visual, just like man, this gotta slap. I I was hooked when I saw the visual and read the storyline behind it, and I was like, man, this just sounds great. And I I love all the supernatural and witchy stuff that I can find. So I watch a lot of that. So, I mean, I, I knew that this was going to be something I'd enjoy. And uh, so when I started it though, I didn't realize that I was going to get as drawn in as I was. Uh, the Right now they're doing, uh, they've kind of switched it up and you have two other main characters that came in and they've been there for one episode. So I'm not going to remember their name, yeah. uh, but it's a necromancer. Oh, wait. The guy that she's with is Johan. And her name is... I, I'm not going to remember it exactly, but it made me think of Sephora. So it's like Safram, Safram, something along those lines. Uh, but they are... She's a necromancer. And so... 
apparently the way they bring necromancers bring people back in this world is different. So I'm not going to go into oh. it. You just need to go watch it. Uh, it, it, it was interesting. Like, I, and again, I, I want to tell you what it is, but at the same time, I'm like, if I tell you, then you won't have to go watch it to know. Yeah. And I kind of want to make everybody go watch it to know. So I think I'm going to just tell you that it's really interesting. Some things about the undead and uh, you should just go watch the show. Yeah. It's only yeah. six episodes in, I believe it is six or seven. So completely worth picking up. Uh, absolutely an amazing show. Yeah. So I believe it's on Crunchyroll too. This one's on Crunchyroll as well. It is. It, honestly, all the anime that we have today are Crunchyroll anime. So it was easy. Yeah. I, I went and looked it up beforehand and I was like, ha, ah, that's funny. <laughs> nice. Um, and that's all I have for that. Do you have any other questions about it? Um, uh, I might have to. Uh, that's six episodes uh, that they have out so far. I might have to pause free run for a day or two and get get in on this. Well, I would say since we're doing free run next week, you yeah. if you haven't watched any free run, you should start free run and get at least a few episodes under your belt so you understand and and wait until at least the uh the there's there's three main characters and then scene is a wandering uh cleric that picks up with them for a little bit but then he takes off where they're at now he's not with them at the moment but uh you should definitely watch till it's uh Free Ren, Fern, and Stark are the three main characters, mm -hmm. and you should watch enough episodes. I think it's only the third episode you got to get to that you meet all of them. But uh, man, this is yeah. really good. Like this last episode was, uh, of it was amazing. Like it was most of their episodes are a lot of wandering. Uh, somebody said that. Freeran is autistic. Like the, the way that they have her story being told, mm -hmm. like she's an autistic thousand year old, ultimately strong elf wizard. So that's just something to kind of think about. Like, and with my son being, yeah, you know, on the scale on the spectrum, I, I I see some of the things that they're talking about. Yeah. I really do. I really do. Uh, but we're not going there. We're going to save that for next week. Get a couple episodes watched. Watch a couple episodes of uh, The Witch and Witch the Beast. The Beast. It is definitely worth it. And uh, now the last anime that we have to talk about is Metallic, Metallic Rouge. Yeah. And uh, I found out something while I was doing this that I wanted to tell you about because uh, I thought this was pretty interesting. Uh, it's an anime that's produced by Studio Bones for their 25th anniversary. Uh, it's like an original anime. So it doesn't have a manga before it. So they're they have people that are writing the story as it goes on. Uh, directing it is... Motonobu Hori, who uh, 
you might know from the the show that came out on Netflix, Super Crooks. Yeah. He did that. He did a show, and I didn't watch it, but uh, Carol and Tuesday. I believe it was a, a mu something about music, these two girls that played music. But I didn't watch it, so I can't speak on that for sure. But then also directed the 2015 Ghost in the Shell movie. So the guy they've got directing it, he, he's he's got yeah. some chops under. He's got some stuff under his belt to brag about. So uh, I found that pretty cool. Yeah, that's uh, pretty badass. I, I yeah, I, I made it a point to not tell you about that, and I didn't know if you had picked if you had found it on the uh, outline when I did it, but I wanted to make sure to tell you. Yeah, I saw I saw the outline today, but I, I I didn't I didn't really speak up about it because there's so much stuff going on. But man, that that was really awesome. And I was about to say, like, uh, as far as Ghost of the Shell goes, is that the only person that they pulled from Ghost in the Shell's team, or they they pull, did they pull like a writer too? Uh, I did not look up the writers. They had two listed. But from the way the article that I read was speaking about it, it sounded as though uh, it was the they, they had a team of writers working on it. So as to credit one person, they like I said, they credited two in the article, and I didn't write their names down. But uh, they credited them as the head writers uh, on the article on the story. But that. I, I the way that like I said the way it made it sound was that there was an overview drawn written by them and the individual episodes are being written by different people. Oh. Like it's a team effort. So hey, hang on a second. I see uh my mailman is here and I'm gonna get someone to come up and get this mail, okay? No problem. I'll I'll talk about metallic rouge for a second with the guys and just tell you like the synopsis of this story, but uh this is like a science fiction, futuristic uh, TV series. Uh, the two protagonists you see here are the two ladies. Yes, it's the two ladies uh, sitting right in front of you. On the left is, uh, what is her name? Rouge uh, Red Star. Rouge Red Star is the name she goes by. She is a part of a special uh, project that uh, androids basically and they're called Neans in this TV series. So she is a Neon. Uh, one key identifying factor about the Neans is they usually have the lines on her face. She is the only one that doesn't have the lines. Uh, but they all have this power source called nectar that they, I guess, eat. And it makes the lines in her body glow. So that's how you can tell she's a Neon because when she takes the nectar, uh, her whole body glows. And you can see the lines that she came with. Oh, so she's a, and she's not just an ordinary android. She's like a very wanted, suspected, like, what, what do I call it? It's the red robot in the background is her when she transforms. And I, I red gladiator. Yeah, the, the red gladiator is what they're uh, calling her. Uh, she's kind of a fugitive. She's kind of not. She works for the organization that, that's uh, over the Neans. It's called. Um, uh, Ministry of, Ministry of Truth. Ministry of Truth, and her older brother is like the CEO of it. Uh, and they just now started getting into explaining his and her relationship 
in this past episode, there's only like four episodes out right now on Crunchyroll, but uh, from where they're at right now, uh, we got to see the villains, uh, a few of the villains. So the villains of this series are known as the Immortal Nine, and they are a rebellious group of Neans. Uh, their job is to knock knock out the government that's been oppressing Neans for so long, I believe. And uh, so far, we've met either two or three of the Neans. We met uh, Sarah Fitzgerald was the first fight. Uh, the clown guy was also one of the Immortal Nine. Uh, he's still alive and he's still out wreaking havoc. She seems like he's going to wind up becoming a big, big bad soon. And then uh, just this last episode, we met uh, what is called the Phantom Verde. And the guy, the doctor, yeah, the doctor, Dr. Adaf, FF, Ashdaf, I think it was. Yeah, Dr. Ashdaf's voice is played by the legendary Kenjiro Sudo. And when I heard that voice, I, I freaking freaked out and had a fangirl moment and, and started sweating in my living room. So uh, that was a very awesome casting. Uh, the fight scene between Rouge and uh, Dr. Adaf in his Phantom Ver Verde mode was awesome. Beautiful animation. Uh, just the right dosage of CGI, uh, which is not toxic levels like uh, certain anime I know. Uh, but yes, man. I do. I'm gonna jump in here and say that I am the CGI hater, and my biggest thing is that their transitions, if, if they're gonna do 2D plus 3D CGI, their transitions from the 2D drawn animation into the CGI have to be flawless. If it's not, then it causes a break in the experience of what you're watching, pulls you out of the anime, and doesn't allow you the immersion that you want in a TV show. And this anime definitely does not have that. Uh, I, I don't feel like I don't feel like it's the best CGI that I've ever watched, but it is really good. I don't have any complaints about it either. Uh, and as you said, this last fight was exceptionally amazing. It was really, really well done. Yeah, the, the, these, these fights are like next level. I, I, I am obsessed with the animation for some of these different uh, Neans and their combat forms. Uh, we saw Sarah Fitzgerald, which was the very first fight. She has a suitor of her own, uh, and the suit was beautiful. The attack that it uses was beautiful. Uh, the guy that's basically kind of like a Joker style of android, his suit was awesome, and it, they they just haven't missed yet. Of uh, all these seats are just, all these suits are well designed. It's really just like a a miniature mech anime, uh, and all these guys are just like human size, like no taller than like right. maybe six feet, and they are just going at it. Uh, Rouge's job is basically take out the entire Immortal Nine. And as strong and talented as she naturally is, she could actually probably pull it off. But the, the job is to be more cunning than her op her opponents because they their powers are no joke. No, they're not. Uh, something, again, just as I am putting together our outlines, I read uh, a lot of stuff. And one of the things I read that was interesting about this is that uh, her actual normal appearance is the Red Gladiator. 
That's actually how she looks. When she goes into this teenage form, I don't remember if it said it was a hologram or something along that lines, but uh, that's not her natural form. Her natural form is actually Red Gladiator. Man. Same thing with the Immortal Nine. Their natural forms are their robot forms. Is, is it just they them or is it every Nian? No, it's just them. Oh, oh uh, not every Nian can do that. Not every Nian can transform like as two different forms that they go between. That's awesome. So, yeah, it's only certain special ones. And uh, I imagine that what we're going to find out is that the same person that created Rouge Red Star is the one that created the Immortal Nine. I, I, th I think he did. Uh, the, I think for me to figure out this, are they going to go back, go after him to kill him eventually or, or what is the deal? Cause uh, I know Rue just has to track them down one by one and take them out so she can deliver their identity cores or whatever back to her brother. Uh, but it's You're just assuming like, that the creator isn't already dead or, I mean, do you know that? Cause I don't. I, I, they they haven't said a word about about any of this. We just started getting into the lore in the last episode, and we met their brother in last episode. But there's no connections yeah. between anything right now. So theoretically, yeah, we don't know. yeah, yeah. So theoretically, uh, I, I think there's some there's something more to her brother than what meets the eye for starters. And uh, the, the Immortal Nine is probably going to have their own lore that we're going to dive into. Uh, Naomi, which is the girl on the right, uh, she is a huge nerd. She loves history and everything related to the, the war that happened between the robots and uh, the invading alien species. Uh, she knows everything about it. She even broke down a little bit of lore about that war in the most recent episode. And we found, well, I found out, I'm not, I, I didn't, I don't read the manga, but I found out that Naomi can actually throw hands. She can defend herself very well against the bad guy to a certain extent, yeah. of course. Yeah. I don't think she could go toe to toe with any of them robots, Yeah, but uh, yeah, she definitely can throw down. Well, I mean, she's a, uh, an agent of the ministry of truth, whatever that involves. So, uh, and again, just like we were talking about somebody earlier, she's a support role. She's not meant to get in there and fight. Uh, not meant to, you know, do that kind of stuff. She gathers information, surveil surveillance. Let's uh, tracks people down. Yeah. Really good at tracking. So that little bird she's got is awesome. That bird is awesome. She's basically like Rouge's handler. Uh, she guides her while she's on her uh, missions, gives her a little bit, feeds her info uh, whenever they have to work separately from each other. And Rouge just works off of that. Like they communicate back and forth. Um, and they, they make a damn good duo together. They do. I, they really do. Uh, I find the the interactions between them really cute and silly sometimes. Uh, again, you know, the reading that I do, did you, even though Rouge has the appearance of a teenager, she's actually only 10 years old. 
which explains a lot about why her personality is the way it is. That's crazy. Uh, and, and it also explains that she doesn't understand a lot of Naomi's like witty comebacks and snide remarks and her cynicism towards the world, you know? Yeah. Uh, she doesn't get any of that. She's like, but they both actually really care for each other. And that's really shown do. too. So they, they kind of captured the essence of what a robot person's personality would be like pretty well with uh, Rouge and her personality. You know, I'm going to just throw this out here. And I don't know if you kind of caught this same vibe from it that I did, but it definitely gives me cowboy bebop vibes, like female-led cowboy bebop vibes with them. They're like hunting down bounties. The music is a huge part of the show. I noticed you haven't touched on that at all, but the music, it, it's really weird. It's awesome. Uh, sometimes it's, it's, you know, like cowboy bebop, a lot of it is very jazzy. Like you've got a lot of jazz in it and it's it, like, it'll be like some slow time and it'll be like some upbeat jazz. And then they get to like them fight and it's like, yeah, I believe this is the anime where, where if they get into a fight, there's like a choir in the background and says there's going to be a fight. You, have you heard that? Will you watch this last episode, the choir in the background? Or I might have missed No, I didn't. I missed that. I'm going to have to go back and listen to it. Yeah, I was but like, yeah. what the hell? And they said it so clearly this last episode. And I was like, it's going to be a fart. And it's just like, oh, oh okay. okay. I think I do remember something about that, something like that. But yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's just really. Uh, it, it, the music isn't like what the anime is about, but it really adds to the the the, so the music selection really adds to the ambiance of the whole uh, story going on. It, yeah. it really adds to it. So it's very futuristic, and the anime the animation captures it very beautifully. Uh, I love. It every character design on here too so it's just like naomi's gorgeous uh rude is beautiful the villains are beautiful it's just like man rouge be reminded me of that of akami wasn't that her name and akami got killed yeah she does look like akami it's just like her man except she got them red tips i was like when when it first came on i was looking at her and i'm like who is that? I know, I know her from somewhere. I met that girl somewhere before. Yeah, was that anime <laughs> <laughs> for real, man. Like I just, I felt like I knew her already. And obviously, it's not the same attitude or anything like that. It was, it's just that her uh, base appearances was is really well. It's a very simple appearance. A, White, whiter skin, the black hair straight down with the Bangs bang in the front. Yep, red tips. And she just, she just eating chocolate every every chance she gets. Every chance. Oh God, 
when she when Naomi told her to give that chocolate to the little girl and she's like <laughs> and ate it all up. I laughed so hard, man. I'm like, gotta do the same thing. I'm she like, feels like fuck them kids. <laughs> it's like God. I don't know them kids. I don't even know where they've been. It's my chocolate. <laughs> They are such badass characters, and I love them. There's some wholesomeness to it, too. For sure, for sure, man. Uh, yeah, I, I've been enjoying it. It's definitely one, like I said, it's definitely one to keep an eye on. I'm, I'm looking forward to see what they do next. So, <laughs> Yeah, and last thing I'll say as far as the music goes, uh, Tales of Wedding Rings, we didn't touch on the music in that. Uh, there are some moments of just like, uh, what you call innocent romance between him and the characters and the background music would be like somebody's playing on the 808s and it's like kind of like a hip-hop-y romance hip-hop R&B type of background music and it's actually smooth and Porn vibes, like, well, I get you man Yeah, Porn vibes You're like, wow, wow Wow <laughs> <laughs> It's like <laughs> like damn, this is a little bit too smooth. I need to turn volume down on my TV for people to get. Man, suspicious. they may as well drop some Luther and let that shit get on. Yeah, I was, uh, they know. Do you know why they ain't done it yet? They know if they played some Luther, Sato would definitely be knocking them boots. Yeah, he was like, like all you right, can't, you, you can't take that. That there's power in them words. <laughs> like God, <laughs> that's what made Sato fool. Finally, it was Luther Vandross. Jesus Christ, man. Oh, know, man. This show uh, knows how to set a good vibe, and all four of these shows are just our, our, our best recommendations for you guys. So. Yeah. Oh, Crunchyroll. Metallic Rouge on Crunchyroll. I think we said that all four of them today were, but just in case we missed that. Uh yeah, man, I don't have anything else to say about it. We said pretty much everything. I think that uh, the four shows we have, I I, I like them all. Uh, I, I'm going to keep watching them, at least for the moment. When they get too corny and turn to shit, I'll let y'all know. <laughs> yeah. I'll have a special episode for all the anime that went to shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I so far, I haven't found anything that was a miss. Well, maybe like one or two that was as far as a winter 2024 season goes. Maybe like one or two anime that was like a miss for me. But uh, everything uh, else has been a banger. We, uh, I, well, I neither, I don't know, if, I don't think you ever started it, but I stopped that uh, Tanks. Labyrinth raids with the defense of 9,999. I quit that. I didn't watch that. See, and you know, there again, uh, I quit that one because of like this sister love bullshit in it, right? Yeah. That that character had. Uh Marshall. That is that dude that's in his team. Uh is it Rain? Uh, it's the guy with the two stripes that's on, on his team, actually. That's like, well, I say on his team. That's like in his group of main main group of friends. Uh, 
he's got and it's not Ray Names, it's the other guy. You told uh, him uh, Marshall's blooded or is it magic and muscles? Marshall, yeah, Marshall, magic and muscles. Okay. And uh, but one of his friends has talked about had that sister love shit that he like gets nosebleeds when he's thinking about his sister and she's young and it's stupid, but I, I, I think it's happened in like three episodes. So if you didn't realize it even happened, I wouldn't be surprised. Man. I mean, it's something that they listed places, but <laughs> Oh, the horny animes. <laughs> I, it, it's not even about just horny animes. It's the ones that were like the sister love thing, man. Or uh, like, I don't know. Just, I guess just like certain pervy shit. I'm just, I don't even want to watch it. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we got to draw, <laughs> draw a line somewhere. Right, right, right. And we also will not be selling any panties out of vending machines. Absolutely You're welcome. not. <laughs> like, God damn it. <laughs> I don't even know what Japan is doing sometimes. But, hey, you know, they make a lot of good anime. That's what I can, you know. Yeah. We, we can all attest to that. They have the most beautiful springs and legendary spots in their country like the bridges and the gazebos and i don't know what all of the structures over there the shrines uh i i just think that stuff's beautiful but the most of what i care about coming out of japan is their animation <laughs> yeah we can consume that 24-7. We can't consume ramen. That's not all over the United States, especially not Southeast Missouri. You said a line there that I, I it didn't sound like English. I'm not sure that I understood those words in that combination. The ramen part? Yeah. Who can't eat ramen 24 hours, 24-7? We, we, can, we can eat top ramen. Unless you make homemade ramen. <laughs> I wish. I have never done it. I mean, I take, if we do something like, if we make a pork tenderloin and we got pork left over, I always stash me a piece or two back and then tear it up and make me like one of them. Uh, I like the, oh, it's Nissen, the uh, pork, pork stir fry. Oh. It's the, the stir fry ones. And they've got a sweet, a hot, sweet chili one that, uh, I mean, it's like four minutes in the microwave. And then I, what I do is I throw my pork in there and squirt a bunch of sriracha in on top of it. Yeah. You can never go wrong with sriracha, especially any kind of comfort food. We call them panties and vending machines. <laughs> I've not heard that. When do they do away with that? Damn it, I need to get back to Japan. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I actually yeah, tried yeah. to eat ramen 24-7 before, and I learned my lesson by day three. I, I was shitting different and everything. I'm <laughs> like, oh, okay, I learned my lesson. It's still delicious. I'm just going to do it once a month. 
I have teenagers, so uh, we, you know, always keep a big package of ramen around because whenever they get hungry and we don't feel like fixing anything, I'm like, cook yourself some ramen. Yeah. (laughs) You know what to do. You want to add a little butter to it or whatever and make it fancy. You do, you do, you do that. Man, my kids are crazy. You talk about making fancy ramen. Connor takes his a lot of the time. And he puts peanut butter in it and stirs peanut butter into it. I'm not a big fan of it. It smells funny, but, I mean, he likes it. Uh, Holden likes to take while uh, he dumps most of the water out of it and then, like, puts the packet in. So it's just got very little water in it, but then he cracks an egg in it and stirs it up while it's still on the stove. So it like almost it it like partially scrambles, partially fries the egg in and on the noodles, and it, it there's like a little bit of moisture in there, so it doesn't even make like pieces of egg. It's like just like a sauce on the noodles, so it's really weird. But I don't like it either. I don't do that to my. He's onto something, man. They they both they. They experiment with food, man. Yeah. Connor looked up some recipe online where he made he was making cakes in a a cup, mixing, I don't even know. It, it, I think it started out as flour, even like he was making that shit from scratch. <laughs> man. I was like, yeah, man, I ain't doing that. I'm sorry. <laughs> All the different you stories. Make a cake, we can make a cake, but yeah. I'm not doing nothing in the microwave in a cup. That's a lot <laughs> of work. End up with a single piece of cake. A single piece of cake that'll be gone in a matter of 60 seconds. Man, and you know that it can't come out of the microwave. Like you don't cook anything in the microwave, fully cook it, and it come out tasting good. That just doesn't happen. Sounds like a setup. <laughs> it, uh, it, it is, man. My, my younger brother used to uh, do scrambled eggs in the microwave. And I was just like, how? How? That's gross. Like, I mean, yeah. and I, I can't lie. I've had some of them before. It's okay if you don't have any, if, if you don't have an oven and a skillet and you can't scramble that shit right then cooking them in the microwave is a way to still get some scrambled eggs, but it's not the right scrambled eggs. It's like, man, that's the fastest way to get me to call the cops. <laughs> for real. For real. Like, I know we're related, but I need to see you go to jail. I need to see. <laughs> what are you, you doing? You have today? offended my food sensibilities. <laughs> it's like, this should be illegal in many, many states. Oh. <laughs> man uh, so hey before you know I was just thinking about it what we'll do is real quick we'll let everyone know that next week uh, on the 13th we will be talking about uh, Free Rent, Journey's End Undead Unluck Shangri-La Frontier and Ragna Crimson for sure those four are definitely on the list if we take as long to talk about those four as we did today, that's going to be all we talk about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but we could possibly talk about uh, Shaman King Flowers, Bucci Giri, the new Mappa anime, and uh, may even get some One Piece in there if we got time. Uh, yeah, there's delicious so much in going dungeon. on in One Piece. Yeah. Delicious, delicious in Dungeon 2. I was still trying to get to the ones that we haven't talked about you this year yet. True. And then the week after that, uh, so that would be the 20th, we'll come back talking about the ones that we have talked about before. But we could talk about Delicious in Dungeon if we got time next week too, honestly. Uh, it isn't like we only talked about four anime today. I'd say seven or eight of them at least. Yeah. <laughs> We got Our conversations, options. yeah, they, they like go all over the place. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, man, I'm really looking forward to doing a deep dive into Shangri-La Frontier. I'm hoping they uh, finish up that current fight by the time next next week run comes around, because yeah. uh, then we can be talking about that. But uh, won't give any spoilers until we give spoilers. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's a higher priority yeah. anime for y'all to watch. For sure, for sure. Holden started watching it and he's hooked. Uh, yeah, he's like, it, "It's it's me," and I'm like, "I <laughs> that I told you it's like that." So, literally a love letter to gamers, man. It is, and he's like the way that he talks to other people and trash talks and. You know, that's how he is in a game. So he's like, yeah, that's how I feel too. How, when he was building this character, yeah. he's like, yeah, yeah. Sell the armor, buy better weapons. Like, I, I don't care about being a glass cannon. <laughs> and that's what I told you the other day. I was like, he was talking about what it's something he built. I'm like, see so your glass cannon. And he goes, I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> You'll find out. Is your character. That's what the fuck it is. <laughs> and then I explained to him what it was. And he was like, yeah. there's some other way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure, man. <laughs> uh oh, yeah. That, well, that's all that I had. Yeah, I was gonna say that's all I got, man. I'm, I'm, I think that uh, I'm, I'm all talked out of anime for the week. <laughs> I gotta hop off of here so we can get start getting supper ready. Yes, so, uh, you gonna do shout outs to anyone? Yeah, to people. Yeah, I'll do a quick shout out to uh, our bro our brothers over at Comically Inclined. Uh, shout out to those guys. We'll be going live tomorrow at 7 p.m. Central. Uh, top five for this week is top five dynamic duos. So you guys are already following us on the Comically Inclined YouTube channel. Uh, our username is just at Comically Inclined 6161. And you guys can easily hop on right over there and subscribe to their channel and hit the bell if you want to stay notified about uh, when our episode goes live. And it should be a very fun episode. We got Rumor Mill, a lot of rumors that came out for uh, the nerd industry. So uh, it should be a fun episode tomorrow. Shout out to those guys, my boy uh, Danny Stewart and, and the rest of the team. And... Uh, also, shout out to the, the people over at that, that Feeling Podcast Network. Our, our, our buddies, uh, Mac, a.k.a. your boy, and Kel, Kelvin, uh, a.k.a. Black Mac, 
those are our guys over there from Smoke Pit, No Gimmicks, uh, Queens of Nerdum. We got yeah. U USDN and a, and a couple other shows, I believe, uh, with with the changes that they got that they're cooking up now. So shout out to them. This is going to be a good year for all of us, and uh, can't wait to see what everybody does next. Definitely. My shout out is to everybody out there. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you. And we hope to see you next week when we're talking about all the anime that's hitting and all the anime you should be quitting. Y'all have a good night. Peace.